Hey, welcome to the Soul Gym. I'm Crystal. I'm Jody. Hey, we are so excited you're here today. On this week's episode, we have a question for you. We we want you to, first of all, look at your life. How's that going for you? I mean, we want you to look at your bank account, your relationships, your health, level of success, whatever it is, because your life is a reflection of your thinking. I know people don't want to believe that, but but it is the truth. I mean, our our life has been created by our thoughts. So an, another statement for you. So when you look at your life, is it about the same as it was a year ago, three years ago, even five years ago? If you answer yes, guess what? You're stuck on a mental treadmill. Probably one of my least favorite exercises at the gym or pieces of equipment <laughs> is the treadmill. So today it is time to get those thoughts off of autopilot. Yes, ready? Yes. Here yes. we go. Hey, welcome to the Soul Gym. We are talking about treadmill thinking. You know, you're just kind of caught on that loop doing the same thing day in and day out. Life can get really, really boring. And so when we're talking about treadmill thinking, we're talking about that same definition of insanity, you know, where you do the same thing and expect different results. Well, this is it. You think the same way, I'm thinking the same way, and I'm somehow expecting my life to be different. It isn't going to be. I mean, I, I think it was the statistic with um, Ed Milet on one of his, where he was talking about 91% of our thoughts are, are exactly the same as they were yesterday. Oh. And the day before that, and the day before that. And well, you know what? A lot, they've just been automated. And, and you know, our life is just running. And a lot of that is good. We don't have to think about brushing our teeth. We don't have to think about driving our car. I mean, it's, it's just in us. And that's the cool part of automation. But it's, it's that 9% that we have some wiggle room with. That when we've got to attack th that 9% and start thinking different. But Jody, we always say our lives are the same because people don't, just don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they want to do. They don't know what they value. There's no vision for their life. And so we just get on this treadmill way of thinking, these, these comfort zones. Well, so many people want their circumstances to change and it's not going to change until you change. Yeah. I want my money changed, you know, and, and for some reason we think it's going to be someone to do it for us. <laughs> I, I want to get in shape and somehow it's just going to, you know, drop from heaven on us. Boom. I got a fit body. Right. And you and everyone agrees. Most people. I need to change, but they don't know how. 
You know, what do I do different? You know, how do I act? Well, first off, for you to change, you've got to change the way you think about you. The Bible says in Romans 12, 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Look what God says in this scripture, that you will com be completely transformed. Mm. And what that means is you will become a different person if you change the way you think. Right. So yeah, you've got to define what it is you really want out of your life. And this is what I say to people, close your eyes and think of your ideal life. Do not think of how it's going to happen. I know. Isn't that where we get tripped go. up? Yeah. On the we how. We all get tripped up. Okay. How do I get there? What's the plan? What, what steps do I need to take? None. You have to close your eyes and dream of what would my life be like if things were different financially? What would my life be like if I got rid of this addiction? What would my life be like if my marriage was a match made in heaven? We got along. It There was harmony in our family. None of us fought. See, you got to go there first. Mm -hmm. And you've got to decide not what your best friend has, not what your mom and dad do or want. It is uniquely individual for, mm -hmm. for each and every person. What my ideal looks like is not Crystal's ideal or my kid's ideal. It is unique just to me. So there's areas you've got to identify. Spiritually, you've got to identify what you want. Family, you've got to decide. Financially, socially, mentally, career-wise. And you must decide, what do I really want? Amen. But what happens? I mean, what gets us stuck here? You know, lots of things, but we identified a few things just in, in talking. We like comfort. Mm. Change. Here's the thing. I, I remember listening to Brian Tracy, a number of people talking about the subconscious. And he, he said our subconscious has stored all of our habits it knows all of our comfort zones and it works to keep us there. And so when, when we try to change, again, we make a lot of mistakes. We don't imagine, we don't identify, but we, we also, when, when we set out to change, because our subconscious is like, thinks it's protecting us, it can feel awkward. You know, at first mm -hmm. it can feel uncomfortable when you step out and go to the gym and you've not been a gym person or whatever it is. And so that's why after we get this, when we make a decision to change, we get this surge of all these chemicals, you know, that just, ah, oh, just fire us up. And it's almost like this chemical courage, you know, not, not booze, but these other chemicals and, and man, we really believe it. We go, we, we go to the gym or we decide to, you know, change our financial situation, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, after a few days, it gets uncomfortable. It, 
it starts to feel a little awkward. And that's when people tend to bail. You mm-hmm. know, we, let's just face it. Our, as, as Americans, we like comfort. We just, and, and honestly, it's one of the reasons you get stuck on that, that treadmill, that same way of thinking, same way. Of, we say we want to change. You know, and we dream, we, we, we can dream about changing, but how many people actually do it? I mean, we've, we've got a, a 9%, whatever, whatever the, the percentage is of, of thinking that does not need to be automated that we've got to go after. And so we talk about our comfort zones keep us stuck. And then we were talking about a couple of other things, Jody. We love to blame other people. And in blaming other people, we love to give excuses for why, you know, our, our life is the same. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I mean, talk about getting stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, man. Well, you, that That's such a huge part of it is, you know, I have had an issue in my life and anytime I would go to tackle it or deal with it instantly well it's this person's fault they they put me in this position or this is the way I was just raised you know and and I'm forever going to be this way like I said we we want our our circumstances to change we want to be out of debt we want to be fit we want to be closer to God but you must remove all those excuses of why it's not happening. It, it is up to you. And nothing's going to change until you decide you want this change. I think what you talked about earlier, Crystal, when people decide I'm going to the gym, I'm going to get you know out of debt is those first four days, they're riding on the high, the emotion. And I believe this is where we all miss it is when I talk about deciding what you want, thinking of your ideal life, if that isn't burned on the inside of you, if that isn't so real to you, and I mean, where you can taste it, where not only are you imagining being debt-free, you can see it, feel it. I mean, it is like you are actually there. That's why when I tell people about, you know, imagining their fitness goals. I said, be as detailed as possible. Be as detailed. And for everyone, it's going to be different. And a lot of things are weird. And and people go, what does that mean? There are so many, we are so unique individually that I have come up with goals and dreams that if I explained them to people, they'd go, why do you want that? I don't know. (laughs) That's just in me. And so if you can be as detailed and connect as much emotion as possible to that dream, to that goal, and all you're doing is thinking about it, and we're going to probably talk about writing goals and putting it on the board. If, If that is what you have in front of you, as detailed, as full of emotion, as full of passion as you can until you you feel like you're already there then when you step out and start taking those steps 
to, to get there, you're not going to stop because that vision and that picture is burning on the inside. Why do Olympic gold medalists do what they do? How in the world does a gymnast get up at three o'clock in the morning, train until the next night, and then get up and do it again and not have a, a childhood, not go to prom, not go to homecoming, because there is something more real burning on the inside of them than their, their current discomfort. Mm. What is it? That gold medal. Yeah. Those, those athletes have imagined themselves standing on that podium, watching the American flag come down, you know, our anthem being played and them holding that gold medal. That's what gets them up every morning and puts themselves through it. If they didn't have that, they'd quit. Right. So that's the same thing we have to do. We first have to get the vision. First, get it burning on the inside of it. That takes time. That takes alone time. That takes quiet time where you are just, that's all you're thinking about. What do I really want? What's going to make me happy? Mm -hmm. I was recently talking to someone who is very near and dear to our heart. And this person has, one of the reasons to, you know, get rid of this treadmill kind of thinking is because this person has lived a very, unfulfilled, um, believes at this time in their life that their life has been passed by, you know, living with regret. And I asked this person, well, what, what, what was the vision in your life? And they said, I, I never had one. And so, I mean, it's, it's like, you will live life feeling that it is passing you by if you don't do what you just talked about. If you have no vision for your life, if we, we, we say a lot that God has an audacious plan for you. I mean, we believe that. I've got to believe that God has a, a big plan for me. I don't want to live with regret. And so it's one of the reasons to go after that thinking is because you you don't want to be that person that you're laying on your deathbed and all you can talk about is the regret. Now is the time to, to take a hold of your life. I also, I mean, how many people are just living unfulfilled? They don't know what's important. They don't have a why. They're just, and, and you know what else can play itself? When you don't have a vision, when life is, is, not exciting. Man, life can get very unhealthy. I mean, uh, this this stagnant treadmill kind of thinking, you know, doing the same thing, doing the same thing, doing the same thing is dangerous. I mean, dangerous for a lot of reasons. That mind can go in the wrong direction, um, but it can really lead to unhealthy thinking, which leads to an unhealthy lifestyle. And man, that's what we're talking about all the time. So why, why change your thinking? Um, because you don't want to live unfulfilled. You don't want to live in regret. There is something 
you might feel like there's something missing right now, but God doesn't want anything missing in your life. And so, yeah, Jody, you've been talking about how do you do this? How do you, you know, change this pattern of thinking? And man, everybody we listen to, whether it's Dr. Leaf, Ed Milet, Dr. Shannon Irvin, I mean, you can listen to a host of, you know, secular, Christian, and everyone seems to begin with the same point, awareness. Mm. I mean, there is something just hypnotic about the same thinking. You know, you're just mm -hmm. like, I mean, honestly, look at your life from one year ago. Is it pretty much the same? I'm telling mm -hmm. you. There is an absolute indicator that you're you're on the, the mental treadmill. And so to become aware of mm -hmm. there's there's a negative thought in there. If you are overweight and for years you've tried to lose weight, I'm, I guarantee you from probably childhood, we always go back to childhood. But guess what? That's where these patterns of thinking mostly get started. And so there is a story, there's thinking around that story that is just on, on autoplay. Your thoughts are automatic. You eat what you do. You don't, ex whatever it is, you guys, whatever it is, whether it's poor relationships, money, you look at any area of your life. And so anything negative, there is a negative thought pattern. There's mm -hmm. a, there's a negative loop. And so you've got to become aware of that. And like I said, whether it's money, whether it's weight, whatever it is, whether it's health, um, you got to become aware. Once you become aware, just start to dig in there, you know, and, and pull that negative thought, thought up that I'll never lose weight. I can't lose weight because my mom couldn't lose weight. We, this is just our genetics. I mean, whatever it is. And then you begin to refute that because that's just not true. I mean, mm -hmm. sure, mom might have been overweight. It might have been a challenge for her to lose weight. But guess what? Billions of people on the planet have lost weight and their parents were overweight and they had all these same challenges. See, so we can just apply excuse after excuse after excuse to why it's so much harder for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here's one of the main excuses I have found in myself and, and a lot of people is we love the world of ambiguity. I have noticed my son and I have been talking because we both, we both yeah, personal train and we have come to the conclusion that getting fit is really, really easy. The, the principles are easy. I'm not saying you know the, the, you know the people that just got so offended. I know, I know. Because they're going, how come I haven't? And I've been yeah. trying to do it for 20 years. Here's the thing. It's so easy. It is your diet. It is cardio. And it is weights you change any of that, your body will, will change. But this is what I mean by we love the world of ambiguity is we love to act like things are just so hard and confusing that 
I mean, who who can figure it out? It's <laughs> I've tried this diet, and I've tried that diet, and I've tried this, and so and so told me to do that, and now I'm on a cabbage soup diet, and I've done yoga, and I've done. See, we love to do that, so we don't pin ourselves down and go. This is what I'm going to do. You know what? If you weigh 300 pounds and you get on a treadmill and start moving, your body's going to change. And I, I don't mean to be callous about it. I know it's a struggle for people. I'm I am trying when I'm training, I am trying to make it as simple as possible. I don't care what people think I know. See, you've got a bunch of experts out there that that are trying to impress people with how many degrees they have, how many letters they have behind their name. And it's not about people changing. It's about, are you impressed with how smart I am about the body and fitness? Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody. There is actually a guy on YouTube. I'm not going to say his name that we have a running joke in this family that no matter what you're doing, you're wrong. That's that's the new thing now that I'm doing a bicep curl wrong. And then he he starts explaining the flexation and the solarization and and it's hard. And and I mean, literally every everything you do is wrong. And he's on there to tell everyone how wrong they are because he has 18 degrees, you know, behind his name. And he's correcting everything. And I'm just going, oh, it's it's absolutely nauseating. And I tell people, <laughs> guess what? Lift some weights, you know, do a little cardio. Uh, and again, you, you tweak all that for whatever you want for your body. I mean, there's a difference between gaining muscle mass, losing body fat. But those three things are the key to fitness. There's nothing else. And, you know, you can add, you know, stretching and all that stuff, but that's what the body responds to. So watch yourself. You know, if I can't get out of debt. I'm so overwhelmed. Yes, you can. Yes, Crystal you can. just said it. Millions of people are doing it. They're getting out of debt. I'm looking at Dave Ramsey every day. He's got a couple. We're out of debt. $92,000 in debt. Gone. Whoa. Uh, $20,000 in debt paid for so everyone is doing it you're not the exception to the rule exactly and we love to think that my case is just so extreme exactly you know i'm overweight because of my thyroid i'm overweight because of my genetics i'm overweight because i i i hear this all the time i screwed up my metabolism now again how do you screw <laughs> you know i'm no doctor but see what we do. We love this yeah. is under excuses. It's just, you know what? I can't work for that boss anymore. I can't. There's no pleasing them. No matter what I do, they're not happy with me. And, you know, I try to do this and they're mad. I try to do this and they're not, they're not pleased with that. Really? <clears throat> you can please bosses bosses do get pleased yes. when you follow the rules yeah absolutely when you do it what they ask you to <laughs> so get out of that excuse of it is just so complicated mm -hmm. it, it's it's too hard no it's not there is an answer 
to every problem we're facing. That's right. It is, do you want to take responsibility for it? And again, that treadmill thinking is just grooved into mm-hmm. you. This, this victimhood, this, it's created an identity. You know, yes. it, it, there's so many things happening. It's a comfort zone. If people were, we're comfortable in that thinking. Um, we're, we're comfortable in that blame and excuse loop. And it's created an identity that we believe. Yes. Remember, that's that picture of I, I'm just, you know, 50 pounds overweight. And then here come all the excuses. It's long. Remember, we don't see life as it is. We, we see life as we are. I mean, that's, we are all looking at life, how we see ourselves. That's why we keep going after thinking. If thinking creates identity and, uh, and the way we see ourselves is the way we behave, the way we make decisions, why we're caught on this mental treadmill, then you got to go in and change how you see you. And that's only done by changing our thinking. If thinking has created it, then you can uncreate it. You can undo the I'm overweight person. I'm always in debt person. You have to begin to see yourself different. And that's where Jody, you were talking about you know, getting the vision. Talk quick. I Yeah, we're kind of in the how right now. And I do want to bring up a, a couple of things. But to get a vision, to set the, those goals. You know, we were talking last week about resolutions and revolutionizing our thinking and becoming 1% better. That's all we're asking. You got 9% to work with, you know, in that opening stat. And we're just saying 1% better. So you... None of this is going to stick if you don't have your why. Mm-hmm. You know, but Terry Seville Foy was talking about the goal setting and then those mini goals. Share mm-hmm. with that because I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, she said, uh, before you start goals, say you, you want to make more money. That's usually how unclear people's goals are. Right. Your goal needs to be clear. Uh, How much money do you want saved? How much money do you want to make a month? I want to make $1,000 more than I did last month. Yeah. I want $20,000 in savings by next year. You have to be very specific. Going on, I want to go on vacation. You don't say I want to go on vacation. You say, I am going to Hawaii we are staying at this hotel. I'm bringing all my kids. We're going to visit so-and-so. You see how detailed that is. Very clear. Mm-hmm. Number two is uh, having three sub-goals I know. under your main goal. Little little mini you know, goals. Yes. I think this is where a lo- I know I've really tripped up on this one. Yep. I'll have these big, huge goals. I mean, big ones. And, you know, time will go by and I'm sitting there looking at him going, what is wrong? And she said, make three goals up to that goal. Say you want to make $10,000 a month. Okay, if you're making two, 
That's quite a leap. Yeah. So why don't you make, I'm going to make $500 more this month than last month. Okay. You hit that mark. Now, like Ed Milet always talks about momentum, momentum, momentum is the key. You hit it. Now, guess what? You've got a surge of, I can do this. So you set another little one. Okay, I'm going to make $2,000 more. And you're setting little goals before you hit that big one. So it's not such a stretch. And how I like to do it is when I set a little one, I go, okay, I can see me doing it, but it's a stretch. Right. It's not out of reach. It's not like I can't even imagine. But it's something where I go, okay, I can do that, but it's going to take some, you know, some faith. So that's the three little goals before you hit the big one. I love it. And then the third one is you must have pictures to look at. It's got your vision, your goals must be seen. Terry Seville Foy said 44% of people, your chances of reaching your goal are 44% higher if they're written down with pictures. Wow. So you got to put it somewhere where you're looking at it every day. Don't write it down and stick it in your dresser, which most of us have done every year. You've got, I'm such a believer in vision boards. You stick them in your bedroom, you stick them in your office, and you cut out the pictures of what you are, your body. You right. know, I, I know Crystal <laughs> has a body that she is aspiring to and her face on it. (laughs) Which is absolutely awesome. There it is. So do that. I mean, nothing is too weird. Get get out of the, oh, this is weird. Oh, what will people think? Is this too, too much? No, no, no. It's your life. It's in you for a reason. It's your desire. Now go for it. Cut out those pictures. Terry Seville would cut out her face and put it on Joyce Meyer's face with her speaking to thousands of people. It can even be a little funny, you know, at times where you're looking going, what am I doing? But looking at it is key. Absolutely. And like you were saying earlier, Jody, emotionalizing it. Yeah. I mean, seeing it as though it's already happened. You know why? Yes. Our brain doesn't know the difference. That's that's uh-huh. what makes me laugh. Is it doesn't know if it's real or if you're imagining yes. it. So the more real and vivid you can make it. I mean, God gave us this imagination for a reason. I mean, it it, it it created the Eiffel Tower. It created the first pepperoni pizza. It yeah. created the chair you're sitting in. Everything begins with a thought. Everything. And so whatever you want, you see it and t- you got to you got to feel it. Just make it as as real as you possibly can. I'm going to say, you know what, there, there's a process, there is a real process of taking an, an old, ugly thought that is not serving you well, and you can see evidence of it in your life, and there's a process of getting rid of it. I mean, mm-hmm. it, that, that under a microscope, you can actually see a thought, you know, disintegrate 
when you replace it with a new thought. I, it's just, to me, it's absolutely mind boggling. And so there, there are a couple of people, if you want to go through that process, I've, I've gone through it and, you know, digging up, you don't even sometimes, like we were saying under awareness, you don't even realize what is automated until, you know, you're really honest with yourself and, and it's like, Ooh, there it is. But Dr. Carolyn Leaf, we talk about all the time, has a process to go through. She's got decades and decades of research on why, you know, this works. And then Dr. Shannon Irvin, they've got a similar, you know, five, six, you know, point system. They're, they're just a little bit different, but the process is relatively the same. Um, two great people to follow. And we're just, we're just telling you, I mean, your life does not have to be lived on a mental treadmill. It, it just doesn't. Your life can be different. I'm, I'm looking at my life and there are uh, some things on my vision board that I've not accomplished. Guess what? It's because I have this, I've had the same thinking about them. I mm -hmm. am going to implement the three mini goals. I am. To me, it, hello, it's just brilliant. It's so mm -hmm. simple. Why didn't I think about it? You know, I've been, I've been trying to take these massive leaps. And I think it was last week or in, in a recent podcast, we were talking about um, the Atomic Habits guy. And he said, when you're thinking, you know, when you're thinking, think big. But if you want progress, you got to think small. And I think that's exactly what he's saying. Small goals, mm -hmm. you know, reach this one, then this one, and then eventually the big one. And so I, I think we can get, we can set those goals so gigantic and that go for it. The bigger, mm -hmm. the better, but you got to have a plan to get there. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just think it's just really cool. We're, we're here to say, you know what? You can get off the treadmill. We've, we've got to stop the insanity thinking, thinking the same way and expecting our life to change. But we're saying life can change. I mean, you, you, why? Because God has a, a great plan for you. I, people, like you were saying, Jody, everyone's dreams are different. You know what? They're in there. We just stuff them down with with regret and disappointment and we are saying resurrect them people need you your kids need you your your friends need you your family needs you your employer needs somebody needs what you have and yep. so dream big but plan small you know mm -hmm. small steps to get there and we, we, we just say you begin with awareness. Just become aware of what thought or thoughts are not serving you. Look at your life. Guess what? If we're honest, I can go, boom, there it is. You know, yeah, I, I get a notebook. Yeah. Get a notebook. Absolutely. If serious, I was talking to my son about this. Right things, yep. I, I, he, I could tell he was looking at me like, I don't know what to do. I said, first thing, grab a notebook and pen and you've got to get by yourself, shut everything off, 
Yep. That's the only way you're going to find out what's going on on the inside of you. Right. You're us right now and going, yep, yep, I need to do that. But until you get alone and just start writing, this does not have to be organized right yeah. now. It does not. Okay, I'm going to write out like, no. First step, get a notebook and just start writing everything and anything that pops into your head, what you want out of life. Amen. I mean, as big, as little, as much as it, it sounds weird, doesn't make sense. You've never heard of it before. Write it down. And then I, I know later on, we're, I think we should talk about how to write these goals out, how many, where to put them and so forth. First step, write everything down yeah don't what be tripped up by the how just at the beginning no at the no. beginning don't be tripped up by that or, no. or, or it really shrinks yeah uh, oh, you don't know how yeah you're excited and then the how starts to come in yep. and then we shrink back just just get that out of your head just write mm -hmm. down the biggest things and then there is a process on how to do it but at mm -hmm. that first step just go for it I mean, we, we are excited about this new year. We're excited about you. We're excited about things that are happening, but you got to get yourself off of that mental treadmill. We just yep. have to do it. And so, Hey, you guys, thank you so much for being a part of the soul gym. Uh, as always subscribe, go to our website, soulgymsisters.com. And become a partner with us. You know, we want to hear from you. Uh, we're working on some new fun stuff, but we would love to hear your input. Uh, mm -hmm. Joey and I have an online course called uh, The Soul Gym, and it's at thesoulgym.teachable.com. Go there. Um, grab that course. We believe it'll be life-changing for you. Uh, again, we love you and appreciate uh, being partners with you. We will catch you next week at Soul Gym. Bye. Bye.